0: Check, check, mm-hmm. mic check. Mm-hmm.
1: This is the Fly Moto 60 Show, presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PerpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races, with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Yeah! Welcome, everybody! Thursday, May 4th, 12.01 Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get. Thanks for listening. Lots to talk about. Las Vegas Supercross coming up this weekend. The 250 East-West shootout should be balls out. Can't wait to watch that. As well as a 450 title that is coming down to the wire. See if Ryan Dungey can hold on after an exciting and eventful New York that saw takeouts and slams and fines and uh, everything else crashing. Incredible New York Supercross. And uh, we'll talk about that and Vegas coming up this weekend. 702-586-7857. The light hydrogen racewear from Fly, they continue to develop and improve the light hydrogen gear through the constant feedback from its amateur and pro athletes with the end goal always being to create the lightest, most breathable racewear on the market. This is the stuff that a lot of the racers wear at Millsaps and Baggett and Pike. Trey Canard, the 2017 and a half kinetic mesh you saw it launched at Daytona. It is out now, available on flyracing.com. Please check them out. We appreciate that. The F2 carbon helmet, 2018 Fly Stuff launching in a little while, so just calm down, uh, get, uh, the same, uh, Device that Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, and the JGR Suzuki guys used to destroy the start. You can get it. The technology that made Get Riders World Champions is available on the market. Truck Hero, a parent company of the folks at NFAB, uh, truck, Jeep, and SUV products, truck hero.com, uh, whether it's uh, the, the bed liners, the bed covers, or the uh, steps and everything else that NFAB has, Truck Hero has got you covered. And Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Energy Husky, JGR Suzuki, all using Pro Taper, uh, from Raymond Bradshaw to Jason Anderson to Justin Bar. ProTaper can be provided on to provide revolutionary products that continue to be the industry benchmark for others to follow, ProTaper.com. Full studio today on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call if you want to talk about Vegas, talk about New York. Hell, if you want to talk about some of the outdoors, give us a call. And uh, we will award a random caller a Fly Racing F2 carbon helmet with MIPS. That's right. Same helmet, right out of the box, onto the racetrack that Millsaps and Baggett and Connard and, and those guys wear. Pike as well. And so please, uh, random caller, we'll get that 702 586 Few phone lines open still. Uh, full studio, as I said. First up, uh, from Fly Racing, he's a regular co-host on the show. But of course, he is on the uh, phone usually. But now, today, he's in studio. He is Jason Thomas.
3: I would uh, say most people would agree with you that I'm on the phone most of the time.
2: Yes, Oh, like in life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I just got that. Uh, Vegas, exciting.
3: It is. Uh, it's been a while, man. It's been a while since we've had anything exciting to talk about in Vegas.
2: Yeah, good point. You're right. Yeah, I mean, normally it's uh, – and even, you know, they mess with the shootout a few years yep. that never turned well, out to be that great. The
3: 250 class when, it was, when Will won with a broken hand, yep. it was exciting that year. Yep, I'll give it that. Both classes were on the line in that 250 class. But 450-wise, it's been since 2011 Yeah, that we even had a title to and talk about.
2: Then, and then oh9 before that, and then before that forever. Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: I, you know, a little bit of a letdown leaving New York. I think it could have played out a little better than Dungey having a nine-point lead. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's probably the most excited I've been for a finale in a long time. Yeah.
2: Also in the studio, a uh,
4: former pro racer. He now works at Fly Racing. Cole Seeler. What's up, Cole? How are you, man? Doing well, Steve. A uh, little bummed out I don't get to stay down for the race this weekend. i got to head back home, but uh, you know, I guess the living room is the best spot to, to watch. <laughs> you
2: still riding much? People want to know they still how much riding you
4: doing? Yeah, yeah I, I try to race in the summertime. Yeah. I don't do a lot of riding, but I do a lot of racing. <laughs> so more than JT, who has completely given up. I don't know that I've seen JT riding this past year. <laughs> it's it's been, been a while. Been well, a while. We Alpine saw, Stars launch.
2: We saw him at the 125 Dream Race. Oh, wait. His oh, bike broke. Yes. We saw him at the Legends Race in Indiana. His bike broke. He's had some bad luck. Yeah, I suggest yeah. staying away from any <laughs> exhibition races, JT. From now, it's just not working out. It's just not, you know.
3: Well, I stay, stay I say, I stay busy, Steve. I'm uh, my my boss is to my left right now, and uh, I blame him. Okay. I blame him for my life. Uh, for
2: speaking out. of that, the, the <laughs> national sales manager for Fly Racing, uh, Bob Lowry. What's up, Bob? How are you?
1: <laughs> Hi, Steve. It's it's such an honor to be here. Boss, I don't like the word boss, <laughs> but I will agree that he is on the phone a lot with oh, you because we yeah. all sit together in the same room, right? And, and so we uh, listen, uh, we we listen from afar your your guys' conversations. Yeah. It's, pretty, yeah. it's, it's actually really so, entertaining for are us. Are you
2: saying that JT does some uh, fly racing business on the phone during work hours, like this, this kind of show and things like that?
1: Yes, he does. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> but man, he's good at it,
2: and, Bob, Bob. and he's cute. Bob, you've been in the industry forever. You worked at Scott Goggles for how long?
1: Uh, I was at Scott for 16 years. 16 years yeah. at Scott. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Bevo and the Watanabe. Yeah. And, yeah, we had, uh, we had great times. And how long have you been at Fly for? The, I'm in my seventh year now.
2: Okay. Uh, National sales manager Bob Lowry. So if you have a Fly racing question. So never mind Vegas, never mind New York, what happened. Uh, Fly racing question about any product, any sort of issue, any question between Cole, JT, and Bob. We got it covered. So please call in 702-586-7857. Over there in the corner, working the phones, his smugness just radiates from there. It's Ryan Dungy, superfan, the Tits Legendary. Hey, Steve. Well,
5: he's just looking at (laughs) How do you feel, Tits? (laughs)
2: Level of concern. For Ryan Dungy's championship? I, uh... 0.
5: 0.0. And let me tell let me guess. You always knew he would pull through. You always knew. You know what? I wish, honestly, I wish I could say that in the end, it always I knew he would come around, but it wasn't until uh, Tomac made such a horrible, horrible... How do you feel about being gifted a win from Marvin Muskan? You know, as much as I like the win... I saw it and I thought, oh, you could have, uh, come on. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I
3: really, wow. I mean. Yeah, poor execution by Marv. It, it, exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. I mean, I'm all
5: about it. Don't get me wrong. I, I, we, yeah. we, we like the extra points, but I, yeah, I was watching. We, I said, we. Yes, we like the extra we, points. Yes, uh, it, yeah. Not, right. not a huge fan of it.
2: Well, congratulations, jerk off. All right. Okay. You got it. <laughs> all right. Off. All year long, it's been happening
5: and you've sat over there. You're funny. Uh, You're going to uh, get your stupid title. Okay. Yeah, he's going to go out
3: on top, man.
2: So, <laughs> what we get all the that's time. It. Yep.
3: Yep. Yeah. Just like you always talk. Tits Legendary, it. who was once blocked. Yeah. Yeah. By his idol, right. Ryan Dungey. Yeah. Absolutely. He was blocked. <laughs> blocked on social media. Um,
2: JT, you and I discussed it over and over. Uh, so, we won't rehash it too much. But let me get Cole, who raced at a super high level, had some incredible results over the years. What do you make of Marv pulling over? Like, I don't care. JT doesn't care. A lot of people I talk to are like, that's racing. But, dude, there are so many irate people about what Marv did. Like, that's why you pay the money.
4: There was just so many better ways to do it you know last lap with a couple corners oh, so It was <laughs> you're a little you're a little not okay with it know um, I, 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 I get team tactics you know there's a lot of money on the line those guys are paying a lot of money to win a title so I get that side of it but I would I, i've never been in that situation so it 's easy for me to you know say how it should have went I mean if he would have stalled the bike maybe it would have been like oh, all right, oh, he stalled it but to make it look like oh I cross um hurry Ryan pass me oh, oh, okay there you went yeah. get okay. back on the track i mean I, i'm'm I'm a tomac fan i uh, I really wanted it co- to come down to Vegas and have a have a tie or a three way uh gap in points uh-huh
2: but i mean it's it's team tactics, it's fine, whatever you yeah, know? it's not going to come down to those six three points anyways. I don't think
3: I don't think so i mean Well, it's up to ryan does he does he go does he go hard because it then it won't, but let, if he lays up it could let me
2: ask you this here's the ultimate question so Vegas plays out exactly like New York, okay, except the opposite. Dunge gets the lead, washes out in a turn. Now he's got electric start. So, he's yeah. a little better off right away. Dunge washes out. Does he get higher than eighth?
4: Yes.
3: Absolutely. Then what Tomac did? Tomac rode terribly, yeah. terribly. He did. Terribly. Yeah. That's the that's the number one factor in all of this. Marvin Ryan did whatever they're going to do. If Eli rides anywhere in the same realm of how he rode at Seattle or Salt Lake or just take your pick of any of the races he's won over the last two months, he gets back to, I don't know, 4th? At the worst, and then okay. this is all a moot point. We're going into Vegas, and it's you know anybody's when anybody's I when I ask
2: that question, Tish just goes oh he does <laughs> he does he gets well,
3: higher than eight. <laughs> I think either one of those two, if they're riding to the way they normally ride, would have something was going on with the UI yeah. in that main event. I don't know what it was. Bike mentally, uh, don't physically. give me the pressure
2: thing. Don't give me that. I
3: don't know what the, I'm, not, I'm. I don't know what it was. Yeah, something was going on. Something.
2: It's one of those tracks, Cole, and you've raced that kind of stuff, As you, of course, JT. It, the harder you went, the more mistakes you made. He almost died about three other times. He uh, came up short on the, that triple-triple twice. He came up short on the double, on the triple coming out of the turn that he had fell. Like, the harder you push, the more you're angry, the more you explode the turns, the more you're imprecise in ruts, and then it goes sideways.
4: You know, it looked a lot like Eli the first few rounds, and then uh, he came out of it, and I mean, I I didn't think he was going to get beat the rest of the season, but one thing you got to remember about Vegas, every other race has gone, you know, past 20 laps, like the old style, because it's under a minute. Vegas is usually a minute 10 lap time, Uh so this could be a race that's 18 laps, so maybe if Ryan had an an incident in the first corner or first lap, it might be more difficult to come back in 17 or 18 laps than what normally 20 lap races. I mean, that might play a little factor.
2: Alright, right, me some phone phone lines are lit up here. Uh let's talk to Doug. He wants to talk about Marvin. Doug, what's up? How are you? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's up?
0: Uh I just wanted to comment on the on Marv moving aside for, for Dunge. Okay. Um I'm I'm not against it. I'm a Tolmax fan, diehard, but I was a little disappointed only because if Marv would not have moved over to the side, then Dungey would have needed a to do better. He would have needed a fourth. In Vegas instead of a fifth. Okay. And if say Eli was winning Vegas, you could have maybe Anderson and Webb possibly second, third. You know, I, I don't know. I just that's the only reason I was disappointed, but I wasn't mad like everybody else. That was a little right insane. Yeah. Um.
2: I mean, I I don't know, man. Uh, J T. 100 percent chance Marv gets his win bonus from KTM I'm sure either from him uh, or Ryan it's his somebody. He's it's getting it from somebody it's <laughs> his friend it's his teammate it's his it's his training partner
3: i i mean i yeah. I absolutely think that the reason he went to the front was a to prove that he deserved the win bonus because yeah. if he just follows him around he's probably not going to get it to be quite honest with you uh-huh and then two it's to prove a point because he knows I, – I would assume he knows that Ryan's not racing next year, and he's going to be KTM's number one guy. So he's trying to prove a point like, hey, yeah. I am i was the best guy in this race. I'm going to be legit. I think it was a pride thing and it was a money thing.
2: I know? mean, Doug, we've seen these guys do it before. Cooper Webb pulled over. Uh, Larry Ward pulled over for Albie. Um You know, of course, we got the yeah, I'm, infamous Brock
0: Glover. I'm definitely – I'm not against it, right. and I would definitely want to be the idiot to say that I would not buy a KTM because right, of it. Right, right. Like, yeah, some uh, of these people I'm are just crazy. Saying that it, just, it just ruined a little bit of the suspense going into Vegas. That's uh, all. Yeah, I guess, and, uh, but that's,
2: you know.
3: And, that's, and make no mistake, these OEMs don't want suspense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I got you,
2: Doug. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you. you. Yeah. One thing that I wrote about in my column was KTM, uh, and including Husky because they own Husky, they've made a massive – uh, uh, investment into the series. They have, Don't forget about Trey Canard. He's not cheap, and he's very fast. Struggled this year, fly racing zone. But he can, if, if it was the old Trey Canard, he didn't have all these injuries, the old Trey Canard would be a five, top six, five, six guy. Uh, Marv, winning races. Dungey, we know it, him. Like, in some way, I like it that Marv did it. Hey, OEM, spend some money. Look what happens.
3: Well, it's not just them. It's Rocky Mountain KTM. Yeah, I, they're yeah. you know heavily heavily invested in that team.
2: Look what happens when okay, like look, Josh Grant has a, ha, had a good year. Zero chance he's in the top f- winning top three or whatever. So he's not going to help. Uh, Suzuki guys aren't going to help. They don't ha- like. I I'm not a pro KTM guy by any means, but I I don't I like the way that hey they they invested in the sport with these great riders and these great teams and they're getting paid off a little bit.
3: Well, think about like how that. many think about how many riders. That KTM and Husky, okay, let's just say KTM. How much money they have wrapped up in the riders that separated Ryan Dungey from Eli Tomac just in New York? Yeah, think about their their effort and just those guys and all those points they gained by investing in those guys. I mean, that's a you know the top 5 were all all and KTM yeah. guys. Yeah, you no, know that's that's all their guys. I don't. I'm not
2: saying hey, suck at Japanese OEMs, but you know, in a way, KTM got rewarded for all the money they've been putting sure. in the sport. So. Yep i uh, got a couple of fly racing questions on here from, uh, from first up, Matt. Matt, what's up? Welcome to the show. you got a question about gear materials? Yes.
6: Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's I, I up? do. I have a question Hi, Matt. about, uh, you see on pants, you see a lot of that, like, accordion uh, stretch material, whether it's on the back of the pant or it's on the knee area. You, you see brands kind of like Fox and Seven and stuff like that coming out with this, like, very spandex kind of stretch material on there. And it really seems, like, really minimalistic. I've never tried it, but does Fly, do they use products like that? Or in the future, are they going to be using a lot more of that type of stuff? Is that kind of the future gear brands are going into?
1: Uh, Matt, this is Bob Lowry with Fly. It's um, The way technology is and, and the products uh, becoming so, so good now, the materials, uh, the stretch panels that you were talking about originally, uh, those, those are very durable. Those are very tough. Um, they're also heavier than some of the new spandexy type materials. As the quality comes up and the durability, you will see more and more of that in, in used in gear brands. You know, going forward, 2018, 2019, and it also creates a bit of a different fit.
6: Okay, are those materials a little more expensive to purchase from a company standpoint, or um, I'm just curious? It's really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, right now they are. Um, you know, Less less always costs more. And uh, in the factories, as they're developing these materials, when it's something new, it, you, we're going to pay for it, whether it's uh, us or Fox or Seven or whomever.
2: Let me ask you this, Bob. So the ultimate is to get lighter and stronger and more flexible. That's what everybody wants to do in some yeah. cases. Right. But there's a line to where you're your dirt bike riding and it falls apart. It can't withstand how much testing and... How much working with these companies, with the materials, do you say, hey, like, if this thing's got to last a long, long time, now JT doesn't ride or maybe Cole gets on it, how do we test these materials?
1: Well, we have test riders, uh, real riders. We, we don't really hire uh, specific people just to go ride. We put this, this product on, on people that are riding GNCCs, that are riding, uh, whether it's Florida or Texas or Missouri or California or out here. Uh, we want real-world feedback. We put a lot, a lot of time. Uh, This will be our sixth generation of this pant, of the light hydrogen. Uh, In the early years, when Trey and Andrew were developing this, we didn't know what was going to happen. And we wouldn't let our off-road guys even use it until we figured out that, hey, this stuff is more durable than we even think it is um it's uh it's it's real simple we we live by uh one one saying and that's performance durability and then we'll make it pretty it has to perform and it has to be durable or we're not going to build it
2: uh thanks matt thanks for the call man all right thanks guys have a good night appreciate yep. it we got a question about helmets jt how many helmet questions do we get on the show a couple <laughs> uh what's up Dell? how are you thanks for calling the show what's your helmet question
6: uh how's it going guys um my question is I know some helmet brands
0: offer, like if you fall, you could send it back to them and they can inspect to make sure it's still safe. Does Fly Racing offer anything like that?
3: We, we don't really offer that so much. Um, we obviously like to see what happens with our products. Um, but as far as a, an inspection and, and fixing it and sending it back, no, we, we don't do anything like that. Um, you know, hard and fast rule most of the time if your EPS is compromised, you're going to need a new helmet. I mean, that, that's what it really comes down to. Uh, a lot of times you can see the EPS is cracked or compressed. Um, sometimes you can't. Um, you know, so for a lot of people, it's a guessing game. You always want to kind of uh, lean towards the side of caution with that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where sometimes uh, we, we see helmets that the crash wasn't even that intense, but they compromised their EPS and the helmet did its job. And, you know, that's, uh, that's where you got to get a new helmet.
1: And and Dale, yeah, we do yeah. we do get helmets back from riders all across the country, uh, pro levels and just the weekend warrior, uh, and we we do inspect their helmets because we want to see what's going on. Uh, as you know, every every crash is different. Yeah.
2: Thanks. Thanks, yeah, Dale. I got oh. right, go. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Colin. Colin, what's up? You want to talk about the track design in Vegas? And I'll be on an airplane. <laughs> Colin, you there? Just, hey, sorry about that. You guys there?
6: Yeah, what crashed. crashed. <laughs> Mathis, it's up? Hey, uh, Bob Lowry, what's going on? This is Colin Hickman. How you doing, man? Hey, Colin, what's going on in Iowa? Oh, you know, just doing work, you know, in the skid loader. Uh, it's crazy. First time we've ever called in, and you just happen to be on there. That's but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I just had a, I don't know, you guys are always talking about how the track breaks down and uh, this and that, and the dirt work got to do a couple different things. And I've kind of noticed the last few tracks lately is, uh, instead of putting the triples like right by the stand, you know, I understand maybe like on the end of the stadium or something, but they've kind of been putting them a row or a section inside and having like longer uh, rhythm lanes uh, along the stand. I, I honestly think that, you know, maybe they not have the longest lap times, but don't you think that creates a little bit more excitement, uh, a little what, bit more. What do you think, JT? You know
2: triple placement of a track.
3: Uh, I think. Well, Go ahead.
6: There
2: go. Colin. No, I'm just saying, like,
6: you know, uh, everybody sees a triple. You see a big jump. I know that's what the people that aren't hardcore enthusiasts like to see, but it uh, just seems like you get a little bit more track out of it if you have a rhythm lane oh, along. Yeah, no, Colin, the, I've, I've, I've the written. It, as, as opposed to
2: the middle, you know? Colin, I've written and talked about it over and over. When I see two triples, I get very angry. There's no need for two <laughs> triples on a racetrack, it's a lot of dirt. We've seen it all. It's the easiest thing on the track for these guys, so why bother doing it? Yep. I'd rather see big exactly. whoops. I'd rather see big whoops or, or rhythms.
4: Uh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you nail that. The guys that are going to the races that maybe have never been to a Supercross, they think a triple's like the coolest thing ever. But I mean, that's that's the first thing the guys will jump in practice. It's a pretty basic obstacle. So by exactly. having by having that lane on the outside of the stadium, you get so much more rhythm. I I hate 90 degree corners. I hate short rhythms, and I hate tracks with one set of whoops. I like the two sets of whoops, the long rhythms, and big 180 turns because it creates great racing
3: thanks uh thanks colin thanks for calling man i think Heck yeah have a good one think, Bye, Bob. see you colin i think the one thing colin was calling, colin was calling in uh i think the the one thing with that is it really depends on who you're catering to because i do think the the triples your average fan that just no you need a triple you need a triple they like that yeah when you when you're the first lap of the the weekend, like an opening hot lap or whatever, when people hit the triples, you hear the crowd yell like "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. it's important. You, you need one, you know? just one. But for a guy like Colin, who knows what he's watching, and he's yeah. a, he's a hardcore fan, you know, I, I can understand his point as well.
2: Uh, Daniel, welcome to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. You want to talk about the team tactics in the in the uh, 250 class?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. Call it a percentage pie mm-hmm. that uh, PC Husky and PLD have talked to their West Coast riders, let them know the scenarios, and possibly having them try to stick their riders in between to help their East Coast guys out.
2: Well, Mitch Payton has always told me and he's told many other people he does not believe in team tactics. He just lets the gate drop, and, and however they finish, they finish. And we've seen that like outdoors a few times with his guys. There's there's no there's well, nothing going on like Dean Wilson won in front of Baggett one year or something, you know.
3: I think the one thing you'll see so. from from teams, especially Mitch, is he's gonna put he's gonna put his guys next to the other guys on the starting line. You'll see the title contenders have Pro Circuit bikes all around them i don't mm-hmm. want to i don't want to say that's team tactics but he's going to put his guys in a position to get a better start than those other guys and squeeze them out. Yeah. After that I think it's fair game everybody races it well, out. Well
2: it, it's fascinating with you have a Husqvarna rider, you have a KTM rider and you have a Pro Circuit rider going for the East t- title and it's fascinating while the West Coast teammates like what's going to happen, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there's so many well, things that that could it,
3: and, and who takes themselves out of bonus or win contention to help the other guy, you yeah. know that's that's the other thing too. Right. These guys want to win, you know too. So
2: Dude, it would be so Marty Davalos-ish to just get a whole shot of win
3: this thing. <laughs> yep. Right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Flight <laughs> yeah. yeah. racing
2: zone, Marty yeah. Davalos. And he's, he's
3: such a great starter. It's completely Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, everybody
2: on this guy just goes and takes it. Or he's uh, going to
3: win, and then he loses the front end in yeah. the last corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for
2: the call, man. Thank you. Hey, hey, you guys got time for one more question? Real quick? Uh, okay, sure.
0: Okay. Hey, I just um, – we were talking about the – you guys are talking about the Marvin move, and I don't want to get too far into it. But if you go back to the whole deal with Reed and Dungy when he was blocking, and you guys commented that Reed constantly looked ahead, he wasn't looking around trying to search out Dungy. Yep. Do you think we would be talking about this in the same light if Marv just continued to focus ahead but slowly backed off?
2: Um. Good question. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say Frankie's pit board never read Ryan on it. Um. Yeah, he looked like he slowed down quite he, a bit. He slowed you know? down in person. Right.
3: In person, you had such a better perspective, and he was noticeably going slower. Yeah, letting Ryan get to his rear wheel. Yeah. those those couple laps prior. But
2: the looking around seals it. The pit yeah. board seals he, it. He obviously, we
3: all, we all knew what happened. But his execution was terrible. But um, yeah, I, for the for the informed viewer. Um, you probably could see through it anyway but there are still people that that think it was maybe a mistake and and I don't know what to tell that person you know yeah like, you're, you're done you're beyond help. Yeah. At yeah, that out, right. so.
2: there, there was no mis- there was no mistake no. made there in that corner no absolutely not it's it's fact that Tits's guy got help to win a race that's exactly what happened <laughs> he definitely
3: he definitely didn't help himself in in uh you know putting doubt into the scenario right
4: you don't uh right. lead you know 19 and a three-quarter laps of the race and make a mistake in the least ruddy section on the track and cross right there
2: <laughs> uh thanks for the call right. man appreciate it thanks guys thank you uh jeff you've got a, a neat uh, idea for for uh, the supercross and motocross series welcome to the show what's up man yeah
0: i just wanted to see what you guys thought about uh with all the complaining about too many races and everything. About, I mean, they're already separated, obviously, but hiring people to race, like, Supercross only and then hiring people to race motocross. Some people are better at one. Some people are better at the other. And then you could have maybe yep. more Supercross races because they're only doing the one series. You know, they have yep. whatever it is, 22 races, break it up, give them an extra weekend off or two week, whatever. You yeah, know?
2: no. Hey, listen, two, two weeks ago you. I talked to a very important person at an OEM that told me, if it was their idea, if it was or their they they ran everything, twenty five to thirty supercrosses, and the yep. nationals would run whatever, and yep. and if you want to race them, great. But the OEMs are not there. Uh, uh, it'll be like a a feeder series to supercross, and that's what they would do. Now I don't know about that on my well, end of things. I think they things, should but, have
0: their hand. Yeah, I think they should have their hand in the in the motocross too. But I mean, you know, just hire different riders for the different –
2: Well, but I mean, they're, dude, they're the, pretty different. <laughs> no, they are, absolutely. Well, remember, Nicoletti was on a fill-in Supercross only and all the Nationals one year. Uh, Brayton is Supercross only. McGrath, LaRocco, Wyndham, all Supercross only over the years. But uh, JT, to hire – out- first of all, it's expensive. Second of all, I don't know if this team see a value for having outdoor results as much yeah. as Supercross, you know? Yeah. So
0: – Yeah. I mean, I don't want to name names, but I, some people should not be riding Supercross. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah. I mean, there's oh, uh, that Seebler guy. I know. <laughs> That's as such a sure. huge sponsor of the outdoors. We're obviously pretty committed to that side, um, but you know, I think there's there's arguments for both sides. You know, Feld has their their uh, their interest, and in, uh, you know. But,
2: but I mean, as far as hiring different riders, like let's say yeah. let's say Pro Circuit said, "Hey, AC, you are supercross only, and Ganadet, jump on board." Right. Something like that.
3: Well, yep. yeah. It's it's tough though, because is there really enough? Enough money and sponsorship and budget to start singling out guys. No, like because that. they
2: all need bikes. They all need race bikes. Right. They all need race uh, uh, parts.
3: You're going to have, have ten guys, you know, to, yeah. to cover both yeah. the Mechanics
2: and everything.
4: Yeah. I mean, which yeah. guy is going to want to make a tenth of the money to ride the outdoor series, which is more training, more time, more effort, and then the guy that's making a lot more money riding supercross? Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's not a bad idea on paper, Jeff, but in reality, yeah. it's really hard to pull off for sure. So, uh, yeah, for th-
1: sure. the other thanks, thing, thanks the for other calling. thing, I wonder what would happen to the development of bikes in in 3 years 5 years uh 10 years if there were just so many supercross races and no outdoors i mean how well, many how many how many local grassroots tracks do you go to and the, oh let's go supercross this weekend
3: yeah that, i think yeah, yeah i and what I think you're saying is you're basically abandoning the grassroots side of racing yeah. when you I've, do that. Yeah,
2: I've always said I, I think the outdoors are the people that buy the oil and the chains and the sprockets and, yeah. and, and it's 100 degrees and you got to really like it and really love the sport to be there. Uh, many times traveling, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours. Like those people want to be there and they spend money on riding their dirt bikes on the weekends at the Nationals They're not there. Yeah, now, absolutely. I've told this theory to some very important people at OEMs and they tell me I'm crazy. And I and I and I don't I have no comeback. I'm just like, are you? What, what do you think these people are just hanging out at High Point? Like they're just like supercross people? They come in for like, ah, oh, I, I don't know anything about dirt bike racing, but I'm going to go to High Point. No, right. these people all ride. Yeah, they all yeah. GNCCs or something, you know. So I don't understand some of the negativity towards the outdoors that we have from some
3: VIPs in the sport. Well, I'm just like the the negativity comes in because it's harder it's hot it's outside <laughs> yeah. it's dirty it's way harder it's muddy <laughs> that's that's where the negativity comes in from but if you're really looking at it from a business side and a dollars and cents of what drives this industry it's the it's the heartbeat of the sport these are people that are real customers. They're actually out, no, out there riding on their free weekends.
2: Well you Super, guys do surveys Adam. That, sure. I you know. uh, Supercross
3: yeah. is great and I love it. And I'm at I've been to probably five hundred supercrosses in my life or three hundred or something crazy amount of supercrosses in person in my life. I've and been I been really enjoyed it more. But in my heart there's no way. In my heart <laughs> of hearts.
2: Absolutely. No. Yeah. You got hurt one year, you missed half a year, you missed you got hurt I was going
3: when up. I was like six years old. I was going years that you didn't. You were still ah. in Canada. You never even left your country. I was going to supercross races. <laughs>
1: Fine, you got me. And, and, and see, trust me. Find J. Find JT in, in at work around the supercross Fridays. No.
3: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to what you're saying. Um, but you, when you really break it down and look at who's spending money in our sport and who, you know, who's coming up through the sport and and they grew up. Riding at the track Just like I did I didn't grow up In a supercross track I didn't ride a supercross track Until I was 16 years old Right You know So we have to uh, We have to keep in mind Where this industry Stays healthy from
2: Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show Presented by Get Truck Hero Pro Taper Uh, Dale you got an Andrew Short question What's up man
6: Uh, How's it going Steve Uh, Question in regards To the podcast You did with him A couple weeks ago Yeah Uh, It was That he When he retired from KTM He went straight back To Honda And in your podcast You'd ask him about difference between honda and ktm and he sounded kind of negative and sour about stating that he notices that honda puts more finances into the r&d of the bikes when it seems like ktm's putting just as much money into the industry and into their bikes but yeah. that's
2: yeah i think he was talking about and i think i i know what you're saying dale because i also was like huh i think he was talking about a quality control standpoint from from okay. ktm to to honda uh, as, as a par as um, Honda, the, I think the Hondas are still the trickiest bikes in the pits. KTM's aren't bad, but I think the Honda, the factory bikes, look like they spend more money, have more cool stuff on them than any else, other bike. And I think the quality of a production bike to a production bike, I think that's what he was talking the about. Shorty,
3: yeah, yeah, and I think I think what you're getting there is he had some he had some bad uh incidences with his elbows uh when they were testing basically the new bike the new 450 yeah. um so i think there's a little bit of residual i don't want to say bitterness cuz that's too strong but i think he he has some hard feelings about how that went because maybe it wasn't ready to yeah. go to that level of testing yet and i think KTM's okay. learned from that and it's been that's been 5 or 6 years now uh, so I think he's learned from that scenario, and KTM uh, has learned as well. So I think that's
4: what you're getting that film because he was and, hurt and, for a long time. And some of it time. could be
2: just a company man. Now he gets paid by Honda.
4: I was going to say, Dale, uh, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yeah. that's the bottom line. Well, well
0: so, yeah, that, that makes sense. But it just seemed like I thought he went out on a good note with KTM. He did. But the way he, I kind of in,
6: interpreted it, it seemed like he was kind of negative towards them in regards to maybe the 350 and when that came out and the 450 issues.
3: And that's what that's what it's from. And and I've had. Private conversations with him lately, where there is there are I don't want to say hard feelings, but he is a little upset that he was on a supercross track on a bike that wasn't ready to be ridden on a supercross track by a top five level pro, and and it hurt him. Yeah, yeah. He got hurt because and, of it.
2: And I don't think KTM was too pumped on him going to Honda for some reason, which is weird. Oh, really? Like they didn't have a spot for him, but they were mad he went to Honda. Like, huh? So the hey, little bit of that, yeah, a little bit of that. But thanks for listening, man. Thanks, Dale.
6: Oh, all right. No, all right, man, thanks.
2: Thank you. All right, let's get to some gear questions. God, we don't even talk about Vegas. I want to talk about I want to break this thing down. The 250 shootout Mike, My column on Racer X breakdown? No, I don't like no. that. That's garbage column. Uh Robert, what's up? How
1: are you, Robert? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on? Uh well, I'm just sitting at work here, but then I was happy to hear that all the fly guys were in there so. Yeah. Um, I, my wife, you know, she rides to ride a little bit and uh She's she's a girly girl, but at the same time she's tired of pink and and blue. She she her favorite color is purple. So my question is, is what do they do to pick these colors, and why is there you know, especially in the women's line, only a
3: hold on hold colors. on a second. You said she's tired of pink and blue, but her favorite color is purple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what what makes pink and blue? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but still, it's a different color, right? No, like, yeah, well, yeah, pink yeah. and blue make purple. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what we're, that's what. We're left. Uh, all the <laughs> colorways are, are you suggesting <laughs> to wear the blue gear and the pink gear so she can have it it? Just wash them wash them
3: uh, and make sure the colors bleed.
1: <laughs> all right. All but, right. Uh, uh <laughs> the, we did we did per- we did a uh a heavily purple. purple in yeah. 2015 15 or 16 a couple 15. years. Yeah. 15 years or 16. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um no, but to to answer your question, um we we spend a lot of time looking at this and we are taking steps moving forward to try to, uh, expand our women's base. Um, there's so many women's riders now that are serious riders and they, they go racing just like the men do. So it's something we've taken a hard look at. Um, and, and we're, we're trying to expand that and and have offerings for the woman that, you know, they don't want to look any different than the men they're racing against.
2: So is uh, and, that something coming down the road
4: that we're going to see? You know, we talk about this all the time at work because a lot of the women riders, they're, they're more, uh, girls that ride motorcycles usually aren't girly girls. They're kind of tomboys, you know, so sometimes they want a color that's not pink or purple. Um, unfortunately, the majority of sales is pink. So, you know, that's why we do pink. However, um, I think in the future you're going to see more, uh, more gear related to your girl moto girl that's not girly um, coming down the road.
2: All right, there you go, Robert. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you. All right. Next up from Vegas Zone, Chris Cooksey. What's up, Cooksey? Chris Cooksey.
3: I think he hung up. He texted me and said he had to hung up,
2: hang oh, up. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Good. He should be I working. He should be working dealership. anyway. Yeah. What's he doing?
3: <laughs> He's probably sitting in the driveway down here. No, I, but speaking of Cooksey, I, I wanted to drop this, uh, which is relevant. We will be for all you uh, I know there's a lot of Vegas listeners right now but we will be at Carter uh, Carter Motorsports tomorrow myself and Andrew Short uh, and anyone that buys Fly products tomorrow at Carter Motorsports uh, Andrew Short will check you out when you uh, when you buy your products
4: wow. so, will, will, will you? that might take check a little you out?
3: that might take a little while
2: Moser is on his <laughs> way down right
3: now he gets to check get checked out <laughs> right uh, so 12 to 2 tomorrow at Carter
2: Hey uh Mark what's going on how are you question about painting helmets
6: Yeah I was listening to your Bernardo podcast today. That was gold, by the way. Um, I got an old Fox V3. I know, I know. Um, I painted it and I want to strip it and start over. Is it worth stripping
2: it or should I just get a new helmet? No, dude. Get a new uh,
6: helmet.
1: Get a new helmet, absolutely. I mean, it's, a, it's, uh, a,
2: it's a lot of work for one. For two, helmets aren't that expensive anymore. You could get a all-white one, fly racing one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You don't want to strip it.
1: And you never really know what the chemical is going to do to the shell long-term. I yeah. mean, because you can never, ever get it all off. Uh, I mean, Steve, you and I, I learned, we learned this at uh, in our goggle days. People would clean goggles with uh, yeah. with Windex. Yeah. The Windex would be absorbed into the frame and never go away and continually attack the lens. It's the same with the shell. Whatever chemicals you're using to strip that, that will never ever truly go away.
2: All right, man. Th- thanks. Get a new helmet. Get a FlyRacing.com dot com helmet. All right. Hey, I had a theory about uh, Marvin
6: and uh, how they they can't admit that he possibly did pull over. Uh huh. Because Gall- Gallagher's been so wacky this year with his rules. If they do admit,
2: then maybe he penalizes them.
6: Yeah. Oh, I,
3: you would get a protest if they admitted. I yeah. would. Yeah. What does what does what Cali Cal- Cal- have to lose at that yeah. at that point? Yeah.
2: Nothing's gonna happen, but I got it.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a rule violation, maybe. I, why would you open the door, basically? They, yep. Whatever. You're going to deal with some backlash, but why would you even open the door? Just say screwed up and move on. Thanks
2: for yeah. the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get Pro Taper and Truck Hero. Please check out FlyRacing.com for all your needs and much more than just motorcycle gear, people. Uh, hard parts line as well as uh, watercraft and mountain biking and snow stuff, FlyRacing.com has got you covered no matter what it is. And I love the mountain biking stuff. Hey,
3: how's your, uh, mountain, how's your mountain biking been going?
2: Kenny, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. You got a question about fly racing? Yeah, this is Kenny. Yeah, you don't know your. Well, well,
3: you can only you can tell us that. Yeah. Well, you guys have said my name. Anyways, just have a <laughs> question for you. Yeah. <laughs> I go ahead. Have a question for you guys real quick. Sure. Um, like I currently wear fly gear. I have the rock star, the red, and the white. But my question is: Are you guys going to be offering any like all white gear in the next in the near future? Not. Like you said. Not uh, that I've seen. Um, Honestly the biggest problem with the all white stuff is that we get so many people that wear it and it gets stained and then they are bummed out that their gear is stained and ruined. Um, it's just so hard to keep white all white gear completely white. Uh, and not only yeah. that our, our international distributor would probably choke me out if we made all white gear cuz he, he has a really tough time with international because the weather's Oh sure. Not yeah. not so great. Right. Right. So he has a tough time selling it in. Um, Bob may weigh on in that further, but that's that's the immediate issues that I see with yeah. it anyway.
1: And uh, what two years ago we had the light hydrogen in the white uh, with a little bit of uh, black and purple on it, and uh, a lot of times, Kenny, it comes down to dollars and cents. The stuff just didn't sell.
2: Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, I saw Stink Dog wearing something looks pretty cool a while back uh jt yeah. ran all white on subway days
3: yeah well day. and, and that, oh, yeah. That, that's Remember? the whole thing yeah. that's the whole thing kenny is that uh, the the pro guys love it because they get new gear every weekend <laughs> yeah. the guy that's got to go spend yeah. his hard-earned dollars out there it's it's not the best move sometimes
4: that and it looks okay. great on a wall at a dealership but then you uh take it out of the package and wear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: hey, thanks buddy okay thanks for Thank you guys thanks
2: okay. we're still gonna give away a carbon f2 with mips to somebody am i eligible no and, hit, and the guy in the corner isn't either. I think you, sure got you got to ride. You got to
4: ride to be eligible, right? Well,
2: you pick somebody. One of
4: you two, out. one of you
5: three pick somebody. Just...
4: Tits, you're out. Much like Mardi Gras. I've already got a
5: couple, so I'm all right. Thank you, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Nobody got it. Nobody got it. That's I got okay. it. That I did. Much like Mardi Gras. Yeah. Over, it was over my head. <laughs> you're my boy. Everything's Bruce. over my head, boy. You're my head. That was over my head, too. <laughs> hey, uh,
2: Hal, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's going on?
6: Hey, afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Hey, and thanks for hooking me up on the Get deal with Dan.
2: Yeah. Awesome.
6: How's it Appreciate working? It. Do you
2: have it mounted and ready to go yet? Uh, dude, I'm, I'm doing it
6: right now. Oh, um, awesome. doing yeah. it right now. Uh, uh, riding the Texas uh, night series this
2: weekend. So. Oh, sweet.
0: Well, well, well tweet
2: me and let me know what you think of it. The Get ECU, same ECU that uh, JGR Suzuki and Cooper Webb and uh, Chad Reed use. Destroy the start, Get Get. All right, what's your question, man? <laughs> nice. Hey, dude, uh, a couple of days ago, maybe a week or so,
6: You uh, sent out some social media about uh, possible Houston and Tampa Supercross venues for 18. Uh, That'd be great for us guys here in Houston, man.
2: That's what I hear. I hear Houston and Tampa are in – Nashville, there was talk of that, but from what I gather, Houston and, and Tampa are in, and JT, you said you heard Toronto is out, and I don't know what other one, I haven't heard, I haven't heard Toronto from people I talk to, I haven't heard anything about which race is out.
3: Yep. Yeah, I heard Toronto, uh, but we'll see, It's uh, from what I know, everything's not finalized yet, and they're not releasing the schedule tomorrow yet. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, but that's that's the word on the street anyway. But
2: Houston and Tampa.
3: That's the two I heard yeah. that are in.
2: Yeah, and Tampa makes sense, Hal, because Feld is housed in Tampa. That's where they are located, their corporate headquarters. Everybody that used to run Supercross had to move from Chicago to Tampa. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good to go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Later. And actually, I talked to somebody who knew somebody who ran Reliant Stadium in Houston. This was at uh, a recent race. Okay. And the guy said, NRG? His, yeah. The guy said, uh, yeah, coming back to coming back to Houston. Yeah.
3: Which so makes m- sense. That made sense. It's it's always yeah. done well there. I, yeah. I don't know why we went away, but you had to know uh, it was Super back Bowl soon.
2: and
4: Final Four. Right. And, and you so, had to,
3: so you knew it was coming back soon.
2: Uh Houston's one of the oldest venues on the circuit. Yeah. For consecutive races and for a number of races. So
4: arguably the best dirt on the circuit too. Hey,
2: remember the they always had the C Altman tabletop at Houston, a big mound of some remember
4: that cole? You know, I'd like to say yes, he's but too, too I, I, I don't.
2: No, he was there for it. No, Astrodome That was Astrodome. Days? He never raced. In you Astrodome.
4: never raced in the Astrodome? No, no. <laughs> I, tried, I just
1: tried to tell you that.
2: Sometimes I'm just like I'm so he old. He
1: turned pro in 04. 02 Did was our really? last year in the Astrodome. Yeah, well, yeah, supercross. Supercross, right? I went to short track races in the Astrodome <laughs> in the '70s. There we
3: go. There's your perspective. I mean, there
2: we go, everybody. Bob Lowry, put it, pulling it all around. I broke a flip flop in the Astrodome. Uh, Matt, what's going on? Welcome to the show.
0: Hey man. I was just uh wondering what you get your guys' opinion if they um if they ever introduced a like a team championship like they do in F one where the team can win a manufacturer's championship, if they did that for Supercross, they could do it in uh MA outdoor, Dude, they could do it they in have Supercross. It. They, <laughs> they have it. They got it. <laughs> They got it. They got
2: Do it. they pay the points. And, you know right, I mean? like, and right now, hold on, right now, KTM is leading with 361 versus 335 to Kawasaki.
3: Yeah, no one ever talks about it. It's yeah, not
2: publicized. It's not reported we on. We had the trophy at Yamaha. We won it when yeah, I was at no, Yamaha no one, one year.
3: It's not, no one even knows.
2: And, and what it is, uh, uh, what's your name, uh, Matt? Yeah. yeah Matt? Matt. What's, what, what it is, Matt, is they take the top-placing rider from the OEM that gets the points. So... If your top rider is in fifth, he gets 16 points and so on and so forth. So only one guy from each OEM qualifies for it.
0: But, like, what if they just separated it by team, like Monster Energy Pro, Sergi, Kawasaki, uh, Red Bull KTM was different than Rocky Mountain KTM, and they just separated yeah, uh, and they Sure, yeah. And, I mean,
2: All right, thanks a lot. The phone's breaking up. <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> Kurt, what's up, Kurt? How are you? So hey, guys, thanks for
0: taking my call. <laughs> hey, uh, I was wondering, usually in the last couple years, it's been a clear-cut uh, rookie of the year in the 450 class for sure. Uh, this year has been a little all over the place with the two guys and maybe open it up to even the 250 class, but I wanted to kind of see who you guys thought maybe had the best rookie season so far hmm. this year. Good I question. I haven't really heard too I mean, much talk about it. <laughs> Webb
3: made a podium. It's got to be Webb, right? Who, is, um, who would the other option be? Who is he alluding to? Oh Mookie, Mookie. it's got to be, it's got to yeah. be Webb. Yeah, uh, Mookie,
0: I mean, heat races and stuff, yeah, and, but and heat races. And I, no. I, I actually hear you guys talk more about Mookie than I do Webb. Yeah, that's oh, just because Steve loves Mookie. Mookie. <laughs> heat race, Mookie, so good.
2: He has Mookie fever. Um, no, Webb got a podium. Yeah. webb has been he's 11th in the points or something. So
3: even even his season hasn't been great, but he's fast qualified it's all like One heat race, better
2: yeah. than yeah. Forkner.
0: I I guess half the well, half the it's season, different classes, I guess. Yeah. Different classes. Yeah, yeah. In 250s, yeah.
2: Forkner's probably got it. He made a couple of podiums, crashed a lot, but whatever. Who else? It's been a weird, weird year for him. Like, Anderson was
6: a clear cut. Yeah. Luskan was a clear
2: cut. And this year it's been kind of all over the place. Let's give it to Marty again. Like, why not? Like, (laughs) hey, Marty, it's 11 years. You're you're resetting at zero. It's like an odometer that flips. You're out of control. (laughs) You know, it's an odometer that flipped to 9,999. At 30, it starts over. After after
1: 10, after year 10. Oh, you're one again. Uh,
2: No, good question, man. Uh, Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, man. Thanks. all right. Man, what's with the calls? Robert, what's up? you want to talk about colorways of gear? And it's a good question uh, that I am not qualified to talk about. But what's going on, man? Robert, you there?
3: Bob. Robert. Hello. Bobby. Bob. Robbie.
2: It was about colorways. I Mom. promise. Mama. Um, <laughs> let's. We still got to give away the Fly Racing uh, F2 carbon helmet. Let's talk about 250s. So, Cole, I think, and I think JT agrees with me, Like, Justin Hill on the West, wrapped it up. Uh, Plessinger, probably not racing. Uh, McElrath uh, and um, Oldenburg, pretty good. Faulkner uh, has something to race for. But generally speaking, I think the East Coast guys are going to be – Further for the front, just for motivation purposes. They're all in this title thing.
4: Yeah, it's a big difference, you know, when there's a championship to be won rather than guys going out there just racing for some uh, little money. I think that Osborne has been so good this year. Uh, You know, as long as he doesn't let uh, the pressure of a title get to him, I I think he's the guy to beat. And I'm not just saying that because he's a fly rider. I mean, we're really, uh, really pumped to have him have the chance of winning a title, but I think he's going to be the guy.
2: If he wins, it'll be the first title for fly racing since...
4: J-Law, J-Law in 08. J-Law,
2: <laughs> J-Law yeah. And Fly.
4: Yeah. Just
2: when I think of. Perfect, Matt. Yeah. It's like an oxymoron.
4: Yeah, yeah when I think of. A Champion to jail.
2: <laughs> what? Oh, okay, never mind. All right, let's get some phone calls. I got some good ones here. Gavin. Gavin, what's up? What's going on? What's your question, man?
6: Hey, back to your point about KTM and Husky, you know, supporting so many riders, uh, how much of that? And I've heard you guys talk about, Hey, if the energy drinks went away, you know, these teams would be back in box fans, but how much of that support is coming from rockstar from red bull in your uh, famous percentage pie?
2: You know what? I don't really know. Um, a lot a lot, Jake. I mean, I've heard that these teams aren't going racing without without you know the the energy drinks pumping money in. So, and you know what? The the way that the the energy drinks on some of these teams control rider hires and things like that, I gotta think they're putting in so much money.
3: HRC would so is go that racing? why
2: KTM has three yeah. riders?
3: I mean, well, sure, yeah. I'm sure it's got to help their budget. I mean, HRC doesn't have an energy drink sponsor, so they're going racing either way. Uh, I would assume KTM's going racing. I mean, I from what I've seen their the company itself is doing very well um i just think you would see maybe I mean, a smaller effort Do you
2: have any idea of a percentage pie like he wants st- like a I, I i don't know
3: i think they're all going racing it's just going to be on a
4: no but what do they level. what do they
2: give how much do these energy drinks give of a total team purse out of their budget deal? it's got to be 25
4: percent, right All oh, more than that oh uh, think. Think yeah. yeah i don't depends know depends on like, which team
3: because i would i would bet that uh um, you know because a lot of these are it's different, you can't just look at it like that. Because, like, Monster they're doing all of Kawasaki, they have their amateur team, yeah, they have their pro team, yeah. So, it, it's not just the pro racing team that you're talking I about. I
2: bet you Rockstar, though, for, okay, so you just want to look at Bobby Hewitt's team, or not even his team anymore, Husky owns it. I bet you that's a one million dollar check,
3: Rockstar to two, yeah, Husky. that's the it's number 1 million I've dollars, heard yeah, in that range, yeah,
2: um, to go racing with, but, to have everything, but Monster
3: branded. to Cowie. Because it's an overall program it's going to be a lot bigger, and right. I know Red Bull Red Bull's number to KTM because they're doing MotoGP. Yeah, they're doing. Can you imagine? They're doing right. MXGP. They're doing Supercross. It's it's a very. I know the number. It's very big. Yeah, it's a very big number. It's a very big number. It's huge. A lot bigger than a million dollars. Right. I can tell you that.
2: Uh, thanks for the yeah, call, man. So, so oh. all right, no problem. See you. Right. I appreciate it. Fly racing, Moto60 show presented by Inf- uh, presented by Truck Hero Pro Taper and Get, Ryan Dungey coming into Las Vegas with a nine point lead. Cole, I think Tomac wins, but then I think like Dunge gets second or third. We were looking. Mar- Marv may beat
4: him and be like, ah, he's third, he's good, you know. Yeah, you know, JT was doing some research yesterday. Dungey has not finished worse than second at Vegas since 2007. Hey, no, he ever, he ever. said ever. ever. ever or, okay, yeah. yeah. Since he started, right. uh, I guess the odds are against him. The the more years you do well, the greater chances of maybe something happening. But uh, I, I don't see him being off the box. I mean, he proves every time, time again, he's he's going to be on the box.
2: Alex, what's up, bud? How are you? Hey,
0: man. I'm a Kawasaki super fan. Okay. And I'm a little, I mean, they're teammates, so I guess you got to let Marvin's got to let them by. Yep.
6: I'm going to be upset if Tomac doesn't go in there and just plows them into retirement. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be upset there. He, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have a contract you hear that, sign yet. So plow him into retirement. Bucket, just plow him. Who doesn't? Tomac? Send him. Send him home early. You say JG Dungy or Tomac? Dungy. Oh, Dungy. No, who is plowing? Who? Tomac plowing Dungy. Tomac. Tomac signed Dungy. his deal. No, Tomac. Tomac's, He's saying Dungy's gonna plow
0: Dungy into retirement. He doesn't have a deal signed, so he doesn't need to return next year.
3: Oh, he's not coming back either way. So, uh, but yeah, he's but not
2: going to. There gonna, you go. Just He's, he's dude, not going to do it. Eli's that. not going to. Kawasaki plum, wouldn't want to win that plum, way.
0: It's the Minnesota. It's the title. It's doing well. Are, right. are you a <laughs> farmer by any chance?
2: <laughs> it's the last round. You hear round. that, Tits? You hear it's
0: that? It's the last round. It's ridiculous. It's like the last lap
3: like of the LCQ. The, for the, the, for the, for dude, the problem is. What about this? What pr- about this? Send Grant. Send JG. If he goes in there and gets. If he goes in there and plows him back to Minnesota, like you're saying, they're going to penalize Tomac, and it's going to be all for naught. So for what? Well, then, the it
2: doesn't then he, then the he doesn't loses action, the title
4: anyways. It doesn't do any good. I
2: love the passion though, Alex. Do you want a fly racing helmet? Hell yeah, I do. All right, we're, <laughs> we're gonna give you the fly racing. Look at tits. Not doesn't want to give it to him.
5: I strongly disagree with this. Uh, Bad move. I'm gonna, I'm
2: gonna, fl- I'm gonna take my helmet. I'm gonna take that helmet. Just leave it in Vegas.
6: I'll
0: pick it up. I'm gonna go plow dungeons
2: myself. Okay, well, <laughs> man wearing fly helmet attacks dungeon. Not good PR. No. Um, Alright, stay on the line, man. Shaylog goes to jail. I, I don't know if I'd I would do not know if a, I'd re-
4: word it like that. This I'm gonna go record. plow dungeon this is myself. A recorded,
3: <laughs> recorded <program. laughs> You're now on a watch list, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, Tits, get us info for you. Thanks for calling and appreciate the passion. Uh what's up, Mike? How are you? Wanna talk about two fifty class?
6: Yeah, hey, first off, I recently bought a pair of uh fly maverick uh Mavericks, Boos, and everything, super comfortable. Love them. Appreciate it. I appreciate Good. your business. Yeah, there's are the, the high-visibility green, and that's my guess. Hey, not that it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but if some 250 class, three guys, winner takes all, if you had to guess who could, uh, for, you know, um, be a, uh, a tatter, Dakota tatter, who would it be?
2: <laughs> oh, like just like, – what do you mean, like get taken out or take dudes out or pl- yeah, yeah, yeah. plowing so people back to Minnesota? People, <laughs> over,
6: like, like, in your pie chart, what would be the percentage of um, who could who could who could be that guy?
3: Savachi. <laughs> But when really? was the last time you saw Savachi take anybody out?
2: Oh, he was trying to kill Fernandez a few times in Toronto and stuff and all that. And he he think... failed. Oh, miserably. he failed. Yeah, he failed. <laughs> oh. he
4: failed. Osborne <laughs> yeah. Osborne can definitely be aggressive. He's he's not, not scared to I run it Jordan in. Jordan Smith. Yeah, Jordan. Okay. Jordan's think... not scared. Yeah. All, all of Fernandez. How about Fernandez though? Well,
3: dude, that guy is aggressive. Fernandez is by far the most aggressive. I would give I would yeah. give Bob the the point on that one. But I honestly think between Jordan, I know there's some really bad blood between Jordan and Joey right now. So with those guys, with the title on the line, and I know how pissed off they are at each other, I would look for fireworks between those two if they're anywhere near each other.
2: Is this an MTF uh, goat farm
3: battle? This is a, yeah. This is a Cairo right. blood right. feud. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you. Uh, line four, Matt. What's going on? You want to talk about Eli Tomac?
0: Yeah. Hi. How's it going? What's up? Um, so you guys kind of rushed on in a pulp show. Um, he just he he's so aggressive and especially turning with the rear wheel and stuff. It just kind of frightens me a little bit going into those last round with such a hard pack track. Um,
3: Well, have no fear. (laughs) We're going to get through it. Um, (laughs) No, it it is interesting, but if you really look at these guys, like they're so darn good, all of them at, at hard pack stuff. And you look at Tomac and he just, I mean, destroyed everyone at Glendale, which was crazy slippery. Um, You look at Dungey. We just talked about how proficient he is at Vegas. Um, man, these guys, and, and really more than anything, with all of these bikes now, whether it's 250 or 450, the electronics help so much. The traction control that they have now with with the ECU and fuel injection has really, I don't want to say taken, you know, a lot of that uh, wheel spin away, but man, it's really changed what these guys can get away with. So. The Vegas of old where it was, you know, all throttle control and, and guys like Wyndham would really shine. Man, the bikes have really, really taken a lot of the, the variance. By of the it. way, I don't know if you yeah.
2: saw this, but uh, David Villeman was not happy you not calling Marv for top three on Twitter. Very upset <laughs> with you
3: uh that, that's fine
4: okay you know guys they always talk about guys being great at hard packed. i feel like all the guys are so good at hard pack every california test track is really hard packed yep. for yep. i mean all the guys are good at it obviously there's guys that shine in it but tomac i mean look at look at Villapoto. that guy was like handful of throttle every time the, coming out of a corner and the he thing was as about good vegas, as got.
2: okay vegas last year was uh, it rained so that was out of the question it was remember it poured for like Geez, I don't know, like three yeah. hours. It's like, crazy. It's
0: too, like, Unbelievable. Yeah. Is, is that just the Kawasaki thing of turning it with the rear wheel? or
2: uh, You know what? I've heard that before because RV did that, and, and Tomac's yeah. not as much as RV, I don't think. He's a bigger dude, though, so he hangs off the back a little bit. He does ride
3: the rear like RV did, though. He, a little no. bit. Not as much. A little though. bit. Not, but not the same. No,
2: not the same. RV really How does, does that, turn thing that thing around. Thing?
3: He ride. He just rides it normally. I don't. I don't think it's a bike Normal? thing. I think yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah. coincidence. Really. I, I
2: think so too. Yeah. I. I believe so. So.
3: Well, uh, just to answer your <laughs> DV so, thing. Yeah. Your DV anger.
2: I'm not no DV's anger. I don't no. I'm
3: it. addressing DV. Yes. Via this avenue. Would you like
2: to put him on the line?
3: No. Okay. Uh, two back-to-back sets of Vegas whoops in a row are why I did not put Marv on the podium.
2: There we go. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Truck Hero Get and Pro Taper. FlyRacing.com, please check them out if you uh, need, need, get, yeah, need to get something, uh, um, whether it's uh, snow, mountain bike, watercraft, dirt bike, hard parts, whatever it is, FlyRacing.com has you covered. Uh, 702-586-7857, we've got a, a while, we've got a little bit of time for a few more questions if you want to squeeze it in, but um, basically, so this weekend, my big question was what happens if Tomac, Dungey pulls a Tomac and you guys are like, doesn't
3: matter. Do you think my my question is do you think that if Tomac can get the start which he's he's got the number 1 starting position of the year not
2: anymore but no, yeah. no
3: okay Dungeon we did not
2: with the last couple, But he's yeah. he's been good
3: he's been getting good starts we yep. have this we have this thought that he's a bad starter he's been getting good starts uh if he can get up front early does he hold the pace up and try to bunch these guys together no. and hope that anything goes? I don't think so. You, you just, just think goes. he goes?
2: He goes, and whatever happens, happens. I don't know. Like none of these guys do know. that kind of stuff. you know. I
3: don't, but what do you have to lose? You're just going to go race off into the sunset and know you're losing the title?
2: Yeah, hope, hopefully. You know, here's something to think about. I don't think this is – if you're Kawasaki and Tomek, though, Ryan Dungey's won every title he's ever been in pretty much pretty easily. The one time he had pressure a long time ago with J-Law, by racing zone J Law, he kinda crumbled.
3: Well, he lost to Bill Poto a bunch of times.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I mean in in a in a sense where he had the lead and he was dominant, right. and he was winning, and he looked like look looked to be good. I I count Villapoto and him as pretty equal, except for in supercross a few times. I mean, maybe this pressure gets to Dungey. Maybe because he knows he has to get this well, weekend?
3: Yeah. No. Pressure's off. He has to get fifth? Pressure's off. In my in my opinion, yeah. Th- he had a lot of pressure. Salt Lake, Seattle, but He's good. He's got yeah. all his teammates that are the only, you know, the only guys that've been in the top five lately that are not going to screw with him. This is a track he's never done worse than second at. Mm-hmm. He knows Eli can go when he can say, "See, see, you, Eli, have fun out there in the lead. I'm just going to cruise back here, second, third, fourth, whatever." Right. To me, once he gets through the first turn and and like he's fine, yeah, it's over. If
4: he had to win, pressure is on for sure. Yeah, but he's I just think fifth place easy. E- for him. Eli
3: put himself in such a hole with such a, with a guy like Dungy who's so solid. For him to go out and get third or fourth this weekend, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easy. It's
2: easy. It's like you winning an LCQ. Well,
3: <laughs> he's a great starter. Uh-huh. He's great on this track. Everybody's kind of mailing it in anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. just where we're at. Yeah.
2: Although you think Chad's going to be feisty. I do. Yeah. I, I think oh. Reed's
3: uh, right. just from talking to him. He's fired up for right. this weekend. He likes his bike on a hard pack track, and I, he's going to send it.
2: Oh, Tits had something to say, about he's skipping that. The one good thing about Tomac losing his title. For me personally, the thing that I benefit. I just from. want that
3: sound drop, and then we're going to send that to yeah. like Bruce yeah. and John Tomac. No, and Eli.
2: if Eli loses, there's going to be tons of those monster after party bracelets around <laughs> because the Cali guys get a ton of them, right? right. And if the Eli they loses, go. they're going to be a little maybe don't want to go out, don't want to, and so they're going to give me some of those More. bracelets.
3: Yeah, you will be the recipient.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys aren't going to use those things <laughs> to say you know you're all bummed out, just.
3: You're going to text Eli right after the race? Hey,
4: uh, (laughs) if you got any extra bracelets? In my experience, you drink to celebrate and you drink to forget, so they're going to be used anyway.
3: Most of the time they (laughs) coincide. Uh, In
2: in our pits they do. Um, All right, so 250 East-West shootout. I'm I'm more excited for this than the the, uh, main event. I see Justin Hill or, or Osborne winning. What do you think, Cole?
4: I agree 100%. Those would be yep. my two picks. I think it, they'll put on a great race. I, I
2: realize race. it's not really going on a limb because I'm picking one guy that's one, one point behind <laughs> and the other guy clinches the title. But
4: but there's so many good guys. Yep. I mean, you could you could almost flip a quarter for the lights class on who's going to win. But those two are standouts in my mind. Yep. Yeah,
1: but Justin Hill, he races so hard. And he's going to get up there and race Osborne. Just to, like like JT said, you know, um, Mitch is going to surround those guys with his guys. And I think Justin Hill, if Osborne gets out there a bit, Justin Hill's absolutely going to go after him. Yep. 100%. Well, you, I mean, Bob, it's big money on the yeah. line, too. Oh, yeah. Again, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Bob, when you were at Scott, what happened when Mitch lost Scott for, like, two years to spy?
1: What happened? That was, that was a bit of a political thing because oh, what, okay. what most people don't know is we made the spy goggles. That was our project. Yep. And it was an internal decision, okay, Mitch, you're going to go after these guys Spy was a cool brand. Yep. We were, we were, you know, we were Scott. We yep. were, we were solid, but we didn't have that cool factor. That's going to be them. And then, uh, and we then we'll were, sell
2: more Spy, and, and then we'll sell Scott. M- yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Get our that production was, up. That was our. We for years we made Bob the Spy Lowry, the
5: Puppet master.
1: <laughs>
5: uh, tits. Yes, sir. What were you going to say? You oh, were... I would say as far as the, the pressure goes, yeah. last year when Dungey finally broke his non-podium streak, was he didn't have to finish all that well. I think it was the second or third last uh, round, and he didn't ride all that well, and I figured it was p- partly because of the, the pressure and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was very little at the stake because it was going to be his championship regardless, but he still didn't ride that well comparatively speaking, so as much as I'd like to just jump on board with what JT's saying, I'm not 100% sure that even though I'm not worried... At Vegas? At
3: Vegas, yeah. Well, he's never gotten worse than second.
5: I'm aware. I'm just saying it's...
3: So you're looking for a terrible ride into second? This weekend?
4: (laughs) No.
5: (laughs) I'm just saying, I think that there's more pressure to it than... I think he'll pull it out regardless, but it's not going to be just a, oh yeah, no problem. Congratulations on your title. Thank you. I appreciate it. Let's wrap
2: this up. If this is
3: A1, I would 100% agree with you, but I just... I know how most of these guys are looking at Vegas, and they're just oh, like, yeah. "Oh God, just get it over." Yeah, they don't with. even Absolutely. care anymore.
2: Yeah.
1: You know the uh, the other thing is. Uh, Should <laughs> <did> I talk?
2: <laughs> yeah, but just
3: hurry. He's playing the music oh, yeah. on you. Okay, like Oscar. I just yeah.
1: this this whole Marvin moving over, blah blah blah. We have to remember what a champion uh, Dungy's been, uh, and to for his for his career to go out on Marvin moving over, let Brock by, I think is is. Ridiculous.
2: I agree. Cole Siebler, Jason Thomas, Bob Lowry from Fly Racing. Fly Racing, Pro Taper, Get, Truck Hero, all on board with you. We're off next week, but we will be back Thursday before Hangtown to talk about motocross. Thanks everybody for listening. See you in a couple weeks.